Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lane. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I am doing just fine, but I feel like I need to address the elephant in the room. You are not in bed. <laughs> <laughs> the first time in, how long have I been doing this show? Like with two you years now? or something, I don't know. Yeah, year and a half. First time in, yeah, it's got to be at least 18 months. Yeah, I've left the bed. Um, I've moved. <laughs> so a new backdrop for anyone who sees the clips that we put up on social media. Normally, I'm sat with what's become probably the most famous headboard in Essex now. Um, but we're giving the headboard a rest. And uh, yeah, I was trying to early on figure out which, because I literally only moved Saturday. So early doors, I was just trying to figure out where, where best. I'm kind of Your best background. Dining table. More so lighting. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I might move every week. It could be a new, it could be a new area, like a tour of your house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it won't take long. Yeah, within a couple of weeks, we would have done every corner. But yeah, just figuring <laughs> out the lighting and that. How's it been? How's the move been? Is it hard? Do you know, really good. Thank you, folks. Everyone like normally it's a stressful thing, isn't it? Moving, um, but I kind of feel like touch wood. It was quite a, a smooth, a, a smooth transition shall I say I don't yeah. know if that's the yeah. right word that's the right word yeah. yeah we've transitioned and um I'm pretty much and <laughs> so that 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 sounds um <laughs> like, like there's an that's, exclusive that's breaking there, news that, that, yeah that <laughs> we have it not in that way um but no I've spent the last couple of days pretty much unboxing and I'd say I'm a good 80% in and settled well I think there's always going to be a few little wads and sods that um, take a little bit longer. But I just kind of wanted to get the things I need daily mm-hmm. in and kind of set up. But yeah, all good. Thank you, babe. How Lovely. have you been? You had a little trip. Yeah, I, um, I'm good. Yeah, I went to Madrid with my own, with my own friends. There was a little bit of drama. Um, one of the girls I went with did break her ankle. So when I say oh, a little bit of drama, that's quite serious drama, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So she had to go to rush off to a, a Spanish hospital and... Uh, ended up leaving and coming back to the UK within 24 hours of arriving. Um, uh, but she's, she's all right now. She's, um, well, she's in a cast, um, but, you know, she's recovering. So apparently it takes six weeks. Uh, but Madrid itself was absolutely gorgeous. Lots of drinking, lots of uh, red wine and vermouth and Aperol spritzes, which is Italian, but anyway, and um, <laughs> and uh, and eating lots of tapas and walking around and enjoying the sun. It felt uh, it felt really nice. And there was um, a special little weekend when you was there, wasn't it? Coincidentally, it was a, a fetish festival. Was it like a, a leather whips and chains S and M kind of turnout? Yeah, there was a fetish <laughs> Madrid fetish weekend. Thanks, yeah. Bob. Tell me about. That. Well, we didn't actually see any of the fetish stuff, and I, actually, that is a lie. We went to a club, <laughs> um, but we didn't realise it was until we got there. We went to this club called Strong, uh, Love it. which, which uh, was uh, lots and lots of topless men um, in harnesses and just their pants and um, dancing to really heavy techno music. And I'm going to say it, having doing things in in public. Um, Oh, uh, elaborate what do you mean Shop. well you know you know it was a free space uh people were enjoying each other's company intimately 
Should we say oh, that? So we're not talking they were doing yoga bombs. They no. was, oh, okay. Getting they, to know each other well. Well, very physically. Um, <laughs> um, so there was some of that. Um, but that Did was... you have your dog collar on? <laughs> no, I didn't, Bob. Thank you. Um, I was the only person there for quite some time who was still wearing a vest. I was like, I'm not taking, <laughs> I'm not taking my top off. I'm not taking my top off. And the boys I was with, bless them, they were like, because I was being like, I'm too fat, I'm too fat. And they were like, literally no one cares. You look fine, just do it. And I did. And actually it was fine. Um, but we left there at like six in the morning. Um, so it was quite a, light, a, quite a late night. But messy one. Yeah. But um, it, but despite that, it was it was super fun, super fun weekend um, and an experience. Let's put it did that you, way. Did you meet a nice Spanish man? I met a couple of nice Spanish men. Oh, did you? What, swap numbers? <laughs> Give the old class no. four four. No swapping numbers. Um, <laughs> I did. I, I there was one slightly comedy thing where I I made eyes with this man in a bar, and he was huge, like big muscle huge and um my I'm every all of my other friends apart from one had left and he said we, we were kissing at the bar and he said it looked like I was being it looked like a wardrobe had fallen on top of me it was so big <laughs> and I looked so and I'm not a small person like but I I looked small next to him and he was like it looked like and I said you know in Beauty and the Beast where the big cu- cupboard comes out and sings it was like <laughs> I felt a bit like that it was like this giant like wall coming towards me but anyway he was really handsome so I'm not complaining um did you swap social media details or was it no, uh... don't know his name no nothing nothing of note um but uh but it was a really fun weekend and now and now in two weeks i'm going to italy so i feel like i'm being really um really treated at the moment with the foreign trips really have stay out of the duty free now yeah um very true things are getting a little bit better i think greece doesn't require anything now how was spain is there still kind of like the passenger release forms and all that no none of that they're all you had to have was um the nhs app on your phone (laughs) but they didn't even check if you had it in the app they were just like like there's a sign saying like get whatever the papers you got required it's all the different lists like from different countries and as we like walked through they they literally didn't even look they were just like keep going keep going keep going um, they're over it i think they're over it um <laughs> to be fair um and if i didn't catch covid from being in multiple clubs at an airport and blah you know what i mean i think i think we're all right um and but yeah none of that's to worry about spanish man you know and i'm doing all right so doing uh... <laughs> all right babes come home and done his latte flow <laughs> You know, I was just thinking, now you said about the NHS, I can't even remember, which shows you how much changes in a relatively short time. I can't remember the last time I even opened up that app yeah. to have to show anything. Yeah, remember we had to scan things to go into places? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, that period of, even if you just wanted to go and have a coffee somewhere, it was like signing in. Yeah, and then if someone had COVID there, you'd be like, isolate. Oh, my God, it's so bizarre. But um, but no, Spain is like pretty, pretty... Uh, free now I think the only time we had to wear a mask was uh in the airport that's the only time that they were requiring masks first everywhere else was 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 a bit more relaxed on the plane or is it still you have to wear it on plane they were still asking people I think they were asking people to wear them but I don't think you have to wear them but as far as I could tell everyone was um but yeah it was it was pretty good 
Um, oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah but got dusted off the, the travel and you kind of got the bug for it now, Italy coming up. That's exciting. It's just nice to have things in the diary, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I'm a big travel person. I love travelling. And I'm getting, I've got, going to Paris at the end of July. So I've got like a couple of nice things sort of lined nice. up now. It feels, it feels like... Yeah, it's just it's just nice festivals, all that. So oh, it's exciting. He's it, it, a busy girl. A busy girl, indeed. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice. I'm not complaining. No, um, exactly. Well, we have a super exciting show today. Uh, we have uh, Selling Sunsets Maya Vanda um, coming up to talk all things about the show and and what she's been up to. And we also have Tyler from Love Island 2021 um, coming on to talk about his role as an ambassador for SOS Silent for Suicide. Lots to lots to talk about with them. Uh, I've I've got, I'm going to have to go straight in with my. If, this week is a big week for me, Bob. Do you know why? Absolutely. Whenever I see it in the calendar, I'm like, it's Stephen's week. Of course, <laughs> it is the Eurovision. It's returning now. What you don't know about the Eurovision ain't worth knowing. And I feel like the last couple of years, I've tried to get a bit of an education from you because I've I think I admitted <laughs> before I've never You've never really watched it. Yeah. But um, I think I might try. So, so spill the tea, fill me in. What's happening in 2022? 2022. So it is in Turin, which is a city in northern Italy, because Italy won last year. They're all there now. We record this on a Tuesday. With the first uh, uh, semi-final happens tonight. The second one on Thursday. Um, ten countries from each of those semi-finals. They make it to the final on Saturday night. And there'll be a total of 25 countries competing on the Saturday night. Um, the current favourite is Ukraine, uh, for obvious reasons that a lot of people will probably vote for them. I get that. But this is the first time in my adult life that this has happened. The UK is also a favourite with with uh, with one of your Essex uh, uh, I was gonna say pals, but you definitely don't know him. A fellow Essex site. <laughs> Um, love that Sam Ryder um, who is the, the most incredible singer um, he's got long hair he looks a bit like a Viking he's got like a ginger beard long blonde hair um, oh, and he nice. is singing a song called Spaceman um, which is like a very classic uh, sort of David Bowie Elton John Freddie Mercury like very classic British sort of glam rock vibe um, he's wearing a really incredible like uh, bedazzled uh, jumpsuit, black jumpsuit with all these like sparkly bits all over Rocking it. Rocking the Essex heritage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but he's also like a super positive energy and a really like nice person. If you see him in interviews and stuff, he's just really like lovely and kind and like just like full of enthusiasm. And yeah, he's oh. currently somewhere between second and fourth favourite. So after amazing. the last two years, we've had, we've come last both times. Um, and I think if all things going well, we would definitely be top five, which would be a vast improvement on, on where we've been. Um, there's another couple of good ones. Sweden, um, a woman called Cornelia Jacobs, um, who's really good. I really do know too much, don't I? Um, and um, Italy, who've got these two very handsome men called Mahmoud and Blanco, who are performing like this quite romantic ballad called Brivity. So they're the kind of favourites uh, along with the UK. Are they um, a couple? They're not a couple, but it's like they're both gay. So it's like it's, there's some some sort of undertones um, to it. Um, but it's it's very like 
Italian. It's very, it's very, you can see it's very romantic and nice. So, oh, um, yeah, and on Saturday night, the, you you might recognise one of the presenters because it's. Uh, do you remember Mika, the pop star Mika? Gosh, yeah. So he's a big, big deal in Italy. He's like on their version of The Voice, and he speaks oh, Italian wow. and English, obviously. Um, so he's going to be one of the presenters on the night. Wow. So this could be a good year to get into it because, like you say, we're, we're in the, at least the top form of being favourite. Now, from what I know as a complete Eurovision virgin, is that doesn't happen a lot for us. No. And we're quite often the nil poids. So yeah. top five would be amazing. I mean, it'd be great if we could win it, wouldn't it? I mean, if we could Especially win if it. it's a fellow Essex man. Exactly, yeah. We could be, all of Europe could be um, heading to South End for 2022 or something. <laughs> <laughs> the pavilion. Um, uh, like yeah, you say, well, though, I can probably see, I, I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of obviously the how it all works and that, but I can probably see Ukraine doing very, very well for, for obvious reasons. I definitely think that's that's a possibility, um, uh, and and yeah, and yeah, for obvious reasons, people are going to want to pick up the phone folks, and I totally get that. It's not my favourite song, I would say, um, but each their own. And the whole point of Eurovision is that, like, obviously, there's a wide variety and types of pop music that that um, that appeal to different people all over Europe. Do you know what I mean? I don't like the Italian one. Is certainly not one that you'd hear on the British charts, but in Europe, it's really successful and does really well. Um, and that might be the reason why it ends up winning. I mean, it would be a lovely boost for, for Ukraine, wouldn't it? And for almost the world to be showing support. Yeah. What then happens, because what I do remember is the knowledge when you've given me um, of the, the Eurovision rules, which I do often feel like the worst gay man in the world. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, is, it is very much celebrated by a lot of the community. I hate to generalise, but it is. You're um, not wrong. Don't we, whoever wins it then the following year is held they host there. It. Yeah. So if you're saying if Ukraine won, what would happen? Yeah. Well, it has already been like discussed. They, obviously, no one can really know what's going to happen. Um, with everything going on in Ukraine and whether or not Russia will still be... Actually, interestingly, Russia have been banned from taking part in Eurovision this year. Um, have they? Yeah. So I think the theory is that if they were to win, they would... They would. So their television... So the way that the BBC... So the BBC are... Uh, show Eurovision here, right? And they also um, put the acts together and all the performance aspects and stuff. So what would probably happen is the Ukrainian broadcaster would elect to hold it, hold it somewhere else, but they would still be in charge of all the details. Do you know what I mean? So say, say for instance, they wanted to hold it in London, then that would happen. They'd find a venue and all of that, but it wouldn't be the BBC running it. It would be the Ukrainian broadcaster still. So oh, it would still so have a still Ukrainian... have full control like yeah. they would have, but another country would be willing to, and quite rightly so, yeah. Hold it in their in their honor. Gosh, if if it was London, I can see you online Sunday morning booking tickets. Do, do you book tickets for it? Is that how it works? You can go. It's like yeah. I mean, it's it's basically like a whole fortnight now of like um, of preparation because they do all the rehearsals and stuff, which people can go to. They open up something called the Eurovision Village, which is like a little Olympic Village kind of thing where you can go and like watch it and eat and drink. Because I when I went in Portugal a few years ago, um, we 
spent quite a lot of time drinking beer in the Eurovision Village, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if it did come to the UK, I'd be absolutely delighted because it is literally my gay Christmas. Um, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh but we'll have to wait and see on the night i guess there's no there's no certainly no guarantees um but i have a good feeling that <coughs> even if sorry even if um we don't win i think we'll do very well that would be really <coughs> nice and i'm intrigued to see these handsome italian men give them a google mahmoud and blanco i'm telling you now <laughs> take some notes no problem this could be the year I watch. Good luck <laughs> to everyone involved. It does sound like it's actually going to be a good one. And, yeah. and I think, you know, sometimes when the madness of what goes on in the world, and especially the last couple of years, and even more so with what's going on now, how nice to have something like that mm-hmm. that can kind of bring people together. And celebrate so, and party and have a nice time. You know, exactly. And it, the fact that Ukraine have even managed to put an act together and send one in, in all the terrible situation that's going down that's just great great news do you know what i mean they they got special dispensation to leave the country because men over the age of 18 or something aren't allowed to leave so um so yeah i mean it's 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 great i think um so anyway we'll have to see when, Look when forward we to when yeah, we next, next week, week yeah <laughs> i might be crying crying into my uh, glass of water or i'll be uh, ecstatic so it's the final whatever. prediction Final prediction, I think we're going to come third. I have a feeling we're going to do really, really well, and it will be the best result we've had in a long time, and it will set us up for doing really well in the future. I think we'll just be beaten by the Ukraine or Italy, to be honest. That's, that's my... So you, you reckon they're top three? I mean, even third is a bronze. That's a medal. I certainly would not be complaining. I would be cheering from the rooftops. Exactly. So, and now I'm a professional singer after doing celebrity karaoke, I could maybe put myself forward for next year, just saying. Uh, well, do you know what? Let's call the BBC tomorrow and say we've got someone in mind for 2023, whatever happens. So, I'll get um, warming up. Oh. <laughs> um, can't wait to hear that. Uh, well, we have our first guest. Very exciting. Um, the gorgeous Maya Vander from Selling Sunset is here. So let's get her in. Fab. Hi guys, sorry, it was just like real estate stuff. No, no problem at all, Mai. How are you doing? Good, good. How is it going? Really? I was really asking, good. I was like, do we do video? Because I was just washing my hair. I haven't even tried it. <laughs> you look gorgeous, <laughs> nothing to worry about. You put them. How have you been? Busy day? It's good. It's I mean it's only one o'clock here and it's just been non-stop since, you know, whatever, 7 a.m. So between the kids and you know work, so that is hectic. Yeah. Seven till I mean seven a.m. starts. You 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 work hard in America. I have to give you that. You know what we do? It's always like we are the rat race. Well, we're chasing the dollars here in America. <laughs> you wouldn't get anyone in the UK doing that. Yeah, we'd be like, no, I'm not starting till nine. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so, how have things been for you? Everything is good. Um, you know, I had a couple of rough few months with my unfortunately baby loss. Of course. Um, that was uh, in December, but things are, you know, things are better. Uh, I'm doing better. I'm busy with work. Obviously, we just filmed a reunion like two weeks ago. Um, and I have my kids and my husband. So it's been hectic and work, obviously, real estate. How did the reunion go? I'm sure you're not allowed to yeah, talk I mean, too my, much. But apparently, my face was all over the Twitter. Um, yeah, your reaction yeah. face, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, here's the, the thing. So we filmed the reunion for six hours. Out of the six Ooh. hours, yeah, one hour that you guys saw, we were filming for six. So out of the six hours, we probably talked about Jason and Krishan for four and a half hours. <laughs> and, and she cried and he cried and she cried. So I'm like, wow, maybe there is even a chance here for a comeback. So I didn't expect Krishan to come and say, oh, yeah, by the way, now I'm actually, I moved on. I'm dating someone. So I'm very happy for her. I just didn't know she was dating anyone. And, you know, everybody else apparently knew. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the video which she's dating. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at Mary. And, and my friends are just serious. I'm just looking. And then it became like, oh, my gosh, Maya is, like, terrified. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, but I'm happy. Whatever, you know, whatever makes people happy. Do you think there is potential for them to get back together? Can you see that on the cards? I thought so, but no, I think they both moved on. Um, you know, it was just very emotional. I think Jason has a, a lot of strong feeling for Krisha still. I'm sure she has some, you know, well, she moved on, obviously. So maybe she had some feelings, but I think they're in a different place and I guess they want different things. Um, and that's just, you know how relationships are. Not everybody have the same goals and mindset. I mean, I read some, I read some stuff online saying that people were really surprised at like Tan France being quite like, it was like a journalist, like a, like a serious journalist asking all these probing questions. Did it feel like that when you were there? Was he, was he quite serious and sort of, you know, he was like, he was a straight shooter. He had like, I think very good questions that people wanted to know. I know he got some criticism. I read some comments, but, you know, I think he did a great job. Um, you know, the questions were to the point. Uh, he talked to everyone. I, I thought he was doing good. Um, I, I liked him. I wanted to ask you, hun, obviously now you're five series in to the show. How do you think the show's evolved and do you think it's changed? When you look back to series yeah. one... Compared to what it's become now, can you say a change? If I had a times, I would like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the show, I felt like when we started filming at least season one and two, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, you have this slightly cuttiness, slightly bitchiness, but it was very much, we are strong women, we're selling real estate, we're all in it to win it kind of, um, you know, storylines. And everybody got equal screen time and we all did real estate and it was great. I felt like since season season four and five, I thought it was more gossipy, more less real estate. Uh, me, my personally, my scenes got cut, you know, big time. Uh, production shows to focus on some cast members more than other, um, and it's a little bit disappointing. Uh, I think the show is great, and obviously season four and five did well. I wish personally we shot more real estate, and I wish we had more drama around real estate there is enough going on in this business that we could film and make it like funny and entertainment um you know clients buyers sellers um people don't show up to showings clients you know to go with another agent like there is so much we can do to still make it fun and entertaining with some personal drama um and i felt like it was just way more just girls drama and cuttiness does that frustrate you? Because especially when you're having your scenes cut and you feel like the show's changed in the last two seasons, when it becomes less about real estate and more of a traditional kind of reality show, which is dramatic yeah. and drama, and some might say a bit bitchy, 
Does that yeah. bother you when it's affecting your airtime and your scenes being cut? Yes, I mean it's. I mean, look, it does really well. I, I guess drama cell people love it, but I personally, I wish we had more real estate. Um, I would love to to have that in the show. I thought we started as like a strong, you know, group of women who wants to sell real estate, were very driven, and it's all about that. And now it became like all about what she says, what he says. You know, why did she say that? Um, and we film a show, so it's like for me personally, I have to ask a question and I have to make a comment. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be on the show. Mm. But do I really personally care? No, I wish I could talk about real estate all day long in the show. So personally, yes, I am a little bit disappointed. Um, I felt like we started very like more real estate and sure, with, with a little bit of, you know, bits and pieces of drama. That being said, it's doing really well. So I don't know, maybe people love that drama, the housewife cardiness uh, stuff. Well, I think, I think, I feel like we're selling Sunset. It was definitely the thing that, well, certainly people, I think that my friends who in London and the UK, the reason they liked it was because they were seeing inside these giant mansions and yeah. like getting to see stuff that they you'd never really see. And certainly people don't really have those style of houses here. So it's quite like exotic, you know what I mean? So yeah, maybe it's quite interesting to see. Do you think going forward that it will probably stay that way now that they've amped up the drama? Can you see? Honestly, I think it's going to even be more drama. I mean, clearly they cast Chelsea, so we can see how that's going to go. Because she's, you know, she has big personality and granted she's a great addition to the show. But that being said, you know, they needed to editing an extra layer, someone to film with Christine. Um, So I think it's going to take the same. I mean, I wish the producer would change direction and kind of shift the drama more towards the real estate aspect of the business. Uh, I have a feeling it's just going to go more drama. I mean, looking at the trailer for the OC, for instance, um, that's heavily drama seems like. And I think like this is the direction our show is going. If it's not already there, frankly, mm. yeah. Have, have you seen anyone on the show kind of change o- over the the five six seasons that you've done? You know, like when you all start and it's a new thing and no one kind of knows what it's going to be, and there was no show like it. You know, it kind of was the first of its kind, and then people get a bit of a profile, don't they? And um, sometimes <laughs> think- it, it can change them. Money and fame, I think, uh, changed some people. I mean, I can tell you the girls in the show are pretty cool, uh, nice. Uh, maybe some take it, you know, a little bit to the next level. Not going to say names, but overall, I think m- more. Why not? More... <laughs> yeah, you can say names because I don't want the producer to get an idea for season six. That's <laughs> the next storyline. I don't want to. Do- I don't want to be the drama. I don't care. But I feel like some girls, you know, maybe they think they're a little bit more uh, famous. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we 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 that we, we did get the publicity and people recognize us. But I mean, let's just stay humble. It's only a reality show. I mean, we are at the end of the day. We are not Jennifer Lopez or Angelina Jolie. So <laughs> calm down here, you know. Sorry, sorry, Bob. I was just going to say. Obviously, now you've you've done your reunion, everything. In terms of season six, are you are you happy to come back? Have you signed a contract to come back? I got a renewal contract, but I don't know. Uh, I'm in Miami. I have my kids. Uh, I really want to just be with them and with my husband and with my family. I flew every week to film Selling Sunset. And 
It's a great opportunity. I'm very thankful to be part of it. I just, I'm not crazy the way the direction of the show is going with the drama because I just don't want to be part of the drama. And unfortunately, if you're not part of the drama, you are getting cut with the scenes. You're barely in it, in, in, my, in my at least experience. So it's something I have to really, I don't know, think. Think if it makes sense for me. Just because, you know, like, I like the girls. I, I, I get along with all of them. I don't want to say things. I don't want to fight with girls. It's really not me. I just want to focus on elevating my business here in, in Florida um, and, and focus on my, my family. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I can understand why, why you feel like that. Tell us a bit about the business in Florida. How's it going? It's great. You know, Miami has been on fire in the last, uh, literally since the pandemic. Uh, a lot of people from California are moving, also Northeast, like New York, and so on. So really, they're choosing really Florida. That's interesting. Huh? They're choosing yeah. to move to Florida. Oh. Yeah, because of the taxes, they have like tax in, uh, incentives. So, you know, <laughs> money talks, you know. <laughs> I remember, I remember when I first moved to the U- U.S., uh, my ex-boyfriend, he's like, every question that you're going to ask, the answer is about money. And he's sure right, because everything is about money. So also the moving to Florida is, yeah, the weather is nice, sure, but it's pro- mostly taxes. Um, it, it's a great business here. And, and look, I'm still licensed in L.A. I'm working with very couple of clients in L.A., you know, that if once they're ready to buy, I'll take a flight there. I'll, I'll hopefully sell them something. But I'm just trying to grow my team here. I have three girls on my team. Um, and we just work together and trying to close deals and, you know, make money. The idea of living in LA and being back in it, it's one thing working there. Is it something you can see on the cards? Would you want to be in that LA bubble? If I would want to go back to LA, you mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I lived in LA 15 years and LA will always be home. But I think the city changed. I think there is... a a lot of issues in the city, besides that the traffic sucks. Um, oh my God, the one, that's the one, when I went to LA, it really did ruin the vibe. Yeah. The, the traffic, traffic sucks. is so terrible. It is terrible. Uh, and you, you have beautiful pockets in LA, but a lot of pockets are like, eh. I don't think LA has as nice ambience as Miami. I think Miami is always feeling like a nice ambience. Like you, I drive to shore and I see the beautiful turquoise ocean. There is a little bit different vibe in Miami. So I actually personally really like like it. Is LA a bit more like industry town? Because everyone's like working, there's less sort of fun. I don't know. Is that the kind of vibe? So LA, you know, the, obviously the entertainment business is a big business in LA. So that's the place to be. Uh, you have actors, producers, writers. That's the place, really. And it's it's great. Um, and the real estate is, is a great market for me there. Uh, I just think LA lacking a little bit of like, I don't know. Something is missing with the ambience in LA. There is no place that you can walk everywhere. Um, you know, everything you have to drive. Everything is feels like more like a hassle than. And it's still, by the way, compared to New York, it's a pretty laid-back city. But um, I don't know. I remember when I first came from Israel to LA, I looked at LA. I'm like, this is Los Angeles, and I went to Hollywood. I'm like, this is it. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I'm like, it looks so dirty. I, I have, the walking thing is such a good point as well because I feel like like yeah you can't walk anywhere can you in LA like it's just not built for that like no and it's, it's not. so spread out that nothing's like you can't, yeah I found that interesting when I was there especially yeah. being a Londoner I walk everywhere you know like, exactly so yeah, I mean you know look you have the pros and cons the weather is pretty stable in LA so that's a nice uh, perk 
Uh, obviously, you know, you have like beautiful areas like Malibu in Miami, in Miami, in Santa Monica. Those are pretty. Beverly Hills is pretty. Um, so, and you know, the hills are gorgeous, obviously. But... Um, but you're more about yeah. selling selling properties in Miami now rather than the uh, Yeah, I'm selling here hills. and it's fine. Yeah, are exactly. Are the clients different? Do you ever get like one of the Kardashians or the Jenner call you up <laughs> and go, right, need a new house, babe. Not I wish actually <laughs> I would love to get a call from the Kardashian and sell something here. Um <laughs> be a nice you know, bit of commission, wouldn't it? Yeah. Woo. Oh my gosh. I know my actually my a friend of mine, he works with them. I, I know him, he's an agent, he does all the deals with them. I'm like, it's all you need. You need like one good client. You don't need like 20 of them to give you a headache. And only one. Of them, they? Yeah. Once you're in with their they buy, yeah. they sell the sisters, like it's a whole thing there. And good for them, you know. Actually, yeah, I yeah. like the Kardashians. Oh, I um, love a Kardashian. Kardashian, yeah. Kardashian, I love a Kardashian yeah. home. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't. Yes. Maybe, maybe not Kim's one that she had with Kanye, which looked a bit like a church. But you know, all the rest of them could um, yeah, definitely yeah. down for. Um, you mentioned you mentioned obviously what happened with you back in December, and and that must have been incredibly difficult for you. How are you How are you feeling now about it? Because it's I get it's something that must stay with you. Yeah, you know, people always confuse between miscarriage and stillbirth. Stillbirth is once you actually have to deliver a baby at over 20 weeks. I was 38 weeks pregnant. So I was like literally nine months. Uh, I went to a checkup and, uh, you know, I felt less movements. Long story short, a few days later, they felt there was no heartbeat. So I'm laying down and, you know, I see the ultrasound and, you know, the face of the technician and she kind of like looks sad. Uh, it was a very traumatic experience. I had to go to the hospital and literally do a full delivery uh, to a dead baby. Then you have to think, what do you do? You know, you do you cremate? Do you do a funeral? Um, I chose to do a funeral, so I just have a site to go and visit. But it's a terrible experience. I don't wish it on anyone. Not even I don't hate people, but even if I would hate someone or enemies, I would never wish it on someone to bury a baby. It's the worst uh, experience ever. And, you know, we are five months, actually, oddly enough, today, five months. Um, and it does stay with me. It will, it, it will always stay with me. Um, and it just gives you a perspective of life, too. That's why part of it, I'm like, what do I do with season six, you know, with Selling Sunset? Do I really want to travel every week? I do want to get pregnant again. So maybe I, I, it's okay to slow down and take it easy. I mean, slow down in the sense of, like, traveling coast to coast. Yeah, because I imagine you still want to work and, and do your job, but yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry you had to go through it. I mean, I, I honestly can't imagine. And, mm-hmm. and 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 it's very brave of you to speak so openly about it. I think that's what people appreciate as well, because it's the same with a lot of things they haven't been spoken about before. So the more open people can be, the better it is for everyone, right? Yeah, you know, I just saw that Ronaldo and his uh, wife lost, yeah. you know, I, I think twins. they played in England somewhere. I don't know who he plays with for... But, you know, she had twins, right? So people mm-hmm. probably told her, oh, but at least you have one daughter. But it doesn't matter. She still lost the other twin. She still mm-hmm. have to deal with, like, burial stuff. And, and yeah. you, they still lost a child. So it's a very sensitive topic. And it's not as common. But I got to tell you, since I spoke about it so publicly, I have so many messages from women. So it it's more common than people actually think. Mm-hmm. Although the statistics are saying otherwise, but I don't know. I've been getting a lot of messages with from women. So, you know, I have a public platform to um, talk about it and hopefully help other women just knowing they're not alone. And um, yeah. 100%. What have you got uh, coming up this summer? Anything exciting? 
So that's the thing. I know they're going to film Sally and Sansa. I ah, just don't so you're know. Gonna, you're going to make I a don't decision know if I'm soon. Be there. <laughs> um, you know, we have two kids, and one is two years old, the other one is three years old. And honestly, like, just thinking about going on vacation with them and hopping on a flight somewhere with two little kids, I kind of want to stay put. So mm. probably we're just going to take it easy and stay in Miami. Fair enough. I can totally understand that. Well, um, I mean, I do miss, you know, I've been to London one time. I really miss, I mean, I, I want to travel. I used to travel so much before I moved to LA and I, when I was in my 20s. I miss traveling, but with two little kids, I got to wait for them to grow up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a long flight, I imagine, with a couple of kids. Oh, my gosh. It honestly sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whenever I'm on a plane and I see parents, especially with young children, I, 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 my, literally my heart goes out to it must be the hardest thing to try and keep a child entertained on a flight. I get bored on a flight. How do you treat that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? At like, least you can just lay down and sleep. If yeah, I'm with a kid, or have I a can lay down and sleep. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, try and have a sleep or, or watch a film or something. But for a child trying to keep them entertained, when it, it's not exactly the most exciting thing being on a plane, is it? So no, iPads. Exactly. iPads is the answer. Exactly. <laughs> you just see parents exactly. with like multiple iPads just throwing them at their children now. It's the only way to get through. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us this evening, Mo. It's been really great to, te- to speak to you. Yeah, it's 6 pm your time. I know you guys are going to probably go to the pub and have a beer. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish. We've got another guest on after you, uh, maybe after that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so thank you so much and, and best of luck with your decision because I guess it's going to be a big one for you. Yeah, we'll see what happens, you know. We'll see. Feel free to come on and talk to us about it afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Maya. Have a lovely day. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. How lovely. And especially after what she's been through recently with the the stillbirth, to to still be sort of a, a positive, I mean, yeah, to still be upbeat and positive. I just, I don't know how she's done it, but yeah, really incredible, incredible lady. And you can see why it would be a difficult decision for her to return, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, I guess it's something that only her and her family will know as as and when. I guess with, with decisions like that, when you know, you know, don't you? Sometimes yeah. you don't want to rush into something like that. 100%, totally get it. Um, well, there was some other showbiz news uh, this week that I wanted to touch on before our next guest, Tyler, comes on. Have you been following the early stages of the... Uh, Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy case. Oh, Ray Wagger for Christie. Wagger for Christie. So the court case has begun, has officially begun. I didn't think we'd actually get to this stage. I thought they might settle out of court. Uh, Yeah. Seems not. Seems not. So they're going to drag each other through the mud. (laughs) It's such a hard one, isn't it? Because it almost, when I heard about it, it was starting, I think it started yesterday in the court. Um, I'd almost forgot about that moment in time when it was such a huge thing. Everyone was talking about it, like mm-hmm. the internet blew up, didn't it? Like with the memes and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, even thinking of some of the things that does make me laugh. Um, but it's one of them things where I wonder how, how this ends. What what becomes the conclusion? Because yeah, both, both ladies seem so adamant from, from what I'm reading. Obviously, I, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, uh, I'm guessing a hell of a lot of money is being thrown at this in legal fees. And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They're not. I mean, yeah, certainly to go to court and stuff is not cheap. Um, and it kind of gives me the same sort of vibe as um, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp stuff. 
in that no one's coming out of this particularly well. Um, like when you have to sort of discuss every private message you've ever sent and uh, every comment you've ever made in the public eye before, and there's video and you know what I mean? It's like, I don't think um, anyone can sort of, yeah, come off well from it. There's no real winner. No. There. And that's quite intriguing with, with someone like Colleen and Re- Rebecca because they've chosen to come this far. So they obviously mm. believe in what the, what they're saying is right. Um, oh, I'm sure, yeah, I, I, to get that far, I'm sure they're both adamant that, and they feel strongly that they're both in the right. And I wonder if that outweighs, because the money I'm guessing, and I'm only assuming, I don't know, what you would pay for your legal teams and what this is costing probably is going to outweigh whatever the conclusion is going to be at the end, if there's damages or whatever. So then does it kind of become about pride and what, what's yeah. right rather than money? And let's, let's face it, uh, from, from what we see, the girls are doing all right money-wise. So I, I don't think it's solely about... <laughs> like, I think they're doing all right a little bit. I um, do think... I don't know if you saw the pictures there. I thought it was quite interesting that uh, Wayne Rooney did accompany Colleen to court but Jamie Vardy was not a court. Um, That's interesting. You would have thought that she, he would have sort of gone there to support his wife in what would probably be one of the things she's most known for. <laughs> um, and, you know, but, yeah, wasn't, wasn't there. As, I'm, as far as I've seen, I might, not, I might have missed a picture, but, um, but as far as I could see, he wasn't there. So. Oh, I just assumed, and, I mean, obviously, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors, but I just thought after... The story broke and it became as huge as it was, and everyone was talking about it. I just thought there'd be a, a little. Do you want to go for a coffee, or should we have a FaceTime? I kind of thought they'd just sort it behind closed doors. But playing devil's advocate, I guess it is a hard when in your when you know what you're saying or what you feel. You're it, that that's where it kind of becomes, like I say, going back to the point of maybe it's just wanting. To, to kind of, whether it's clear your name, have your truth, um, more so than any financial gain. Yeah. But um, I, I literally can't call it. I don't know how that, I mean, obviously I know zero about what the what the evidence is or anything. I've just seen little bits online. Um, so, yeah, I guess watch this space. We might know more by next week. Yeah, fingers crossed. I think, I think there's definitely potential for it to be over by then. But we'll, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um well, our, our second and final guest of the evening, uh, Tyler from Love Island, is here. So let's get in. Perfect. Hello, 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 hello. Can you hear me? Hey, Bobby, how you doing? Good, thank you. How you been, Tyler? I've been good. The beer's looking mad. That looks good. <laughs> <laughs> that looks thank good. You. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> thank you very much, mate. Thank you. How you been? What have you been up to? Ah, just uh, to be fair, I just come back from the gym. Um, yeah, just been gymming. I've been all over the place. The last two weeks, I've been to Turkey, Ireland, a bit of traveling um, for work and stuff. But so yeah, I've been. It's been all right. It's been good. Busy man, busy man. Yeah, on the move all the time. I'm going to Italy. I'm going to Italy in like two days' time as well. So yeah, just a lot going on at the moment, Bobby. <laughs> what about yourself? How have you been? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad, mate. Yeah. Italy is that business or pleasure? That is for my birthday. So my birthday's on Thursday. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to Rome. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm going to Rome. Never been before, so I'm really excited about it, to be fair. Yeah, I've never ever been. Well, there's so much of Italy I'd love to do. It looks 
Europe's incredible. Rome's meant to be like next level. Really? I've heard, to be fair, um, we're doing a bit of sightseeing. So we're going to the Colosseum, uh, Trevi Fountain, and we want to go and see the Vatican City, but I don't know how far it is from where we're staying. It's right in the centre sure. of Rome, so you should be all right. Oh, I really? Mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went, I went, my, I used to have my auntie used to live there, funnily enough. So I've, I visited, but like a long, long time ago. Um, it is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it really is. is. It? Like, it's, there's nowhere else like it in the world because it's like proper ancient sort of city we i mean we can yeah. talk about travel for the rest of the, the rest of the evening so, uh, <laughs> Ty, I've got to ask you, you say you say we are you going with a with a lady friend <laughs> i am going with her yeah we. <laughs> to be fair it, it's i've known her for years we're literally just friends <laughs> we're just friends so but things um, have escalated do you, do you know no do you know what i've, I've noticed do you know what i've noticed like like gents blokes like we don't know how to organize trips especially my mates like we're so unorganized with things it's unbelievable whereas girls they're just like yeah boom this is it da, 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 da. just send me the money and just turn up and that's Damn it girls, so yeah. i tra- tra- transferred her the money and i'm literally just turning up on thursday she sorted absolutely everything so yeah it's just the hassle has just gone from it <laughs> you know I think that's the best way to be with travel stuff yeah pass on oh, responsibility to someone else yeah 100 because yeah. i can't organize shit I, i'm sorry <laughs> to swear it, but i can't organize shit you know so it's, um yeah. it's a very romantic place though so it's lovely to go with someone special are you yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> i wouldn't uh-huh. know bobby <laughs> <laughs> so how how has life been for you since since Love Island? Wait, it was last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. How how how's how's it all been for you since? Like, yeah, it must have been a pretty wild ride. It's been yeah, it's been good. It's been good. The thing is, Stephen, um, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, a lot of ups and downs, as I would expect to be honest. I knew what I signed up for essentially. Um, more ups and downs. So my life has just changed completely. You know, I'm going to all these events that I never would have been going to before. And I'm meeting all these people that I used to watch on TV. <laughs> and it's just so surreal. Um, it's almost as though you're having pinch me moments like all the time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so you're just immersed in this, in this world and everyone knows who you are. And, you know, uh, you've got all these fans. You're going to places, everyone recognises you. And, you know... Yeah, it's 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 quite hard to kind of put into words, but I'm used to it now, I would say. <clears throat> what did Suraz go see? You've been really open and you spoke a few times about your mental health. How how are you yeah. doing now? I'm good, yeah. So I'm I'm really good. Um I think obviously nothing can really prepare you for you know what's to come when you come off the show. You know, you you get all the help in the world, you get all the advice in the world. You know, you get your support system around you, but nothing can really, really prepare you for what is to come. You could come out to a, a whole load of positivity. You could come up to a whole load of negativity or a mixed bag. You just never really know. So um, I think when I first came off, you know, there was a lot of negativity and stigma surrounding myself and the relationship that I was in. Um, and I wasn't really necessarily expecting to come out to that. Um, so it was kind of like, it hit me a little bit um, because I just wasn't expecting it. Now, I mean, I'm one of those people that I've got really thick skin. So, you know, nine times out of 10, you know, it won't bother me, but you, everyone has their off days. Like I'm only human, for example. So mm. I'll be having an off day and then I'll see a comment, for example, or I'll get a DM or whatever it is, or even like in person, someone will say something and it will affect you because I'm only human, right? Mm. So I think it's good to just kind of have 
you know, a, a good support system around you. So family and friends, you know, I'm really close to mum and dad, brothers, and I've got my close knit circle of friends as well that always keep me grounded. I can always talk to them, et cetera, et cetera. And ITV is really good for aftercare as well. So you always have someone there to speak to, uh, which I think is very key in coming off a show like Love Island and you're in the public eye and every single like move you make is scrutinized. So um, yeah, I had a lot of support, um, which I think helped um, a, a great deal, you know? Um, but yeah, as I said before, Bobby, you know, you can never really know what you're coming out to. No. How is social media? Mm-hmm. Like you say, nine, nine out of ten of the things you read can kind of just go over your head, or sometimes yeah. you even laugh at them, don't you? But there's sometimes yeah. there's certain ones that just cut that little bit yeah. down. Yeah, and they, yeah. they stay in your head a little bit. How, how do yeah. you deal and how do you find trolls? And trolls? Um, <clears throat> so social media has gotten a lot better, I would say. Uh, you know, one time back, there was no filter or there was no protection against, like, trolling. But I think especially that Instagram has gotten a lot better in terms of you can filter out keywords and stuff like that. So you, you generally just won't see it, even if someone wants to say it and your followers wouldn't see it either. So it's gotten a lot better. But um, yeah, I, you know, as you said, like <laughs> you have your off day and I've had it in the past before. It hasn't happened for a long time, but I've had it in the past before where someone's DM me something crazy or commented on something and I've replied. I've actually replied mm. to that person. Yeah. And that's what they want. And the thing is, like, I remember... Validation. Yeah, on a couple of occasions... Yeah, exactly. On a couple of occasions, Stephen, like, I've replied, and then the person has replied back saying, oh, for future reference, that's all we wanted was a reply. Like, I I didn't actually mean it. I just wanted a reply out of you. And it's just so annoying because they've... I've literally just, like, baited the hook, you know, I've bitten... Yeah, you buy it. Yeah, like, fed the beast. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Exactly, and that's all they want. That is all they want. They just want to, you know, show their friends or whatever. Oh yeah, he's replied to me, da 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 da, whatever it is, and they don't actually mean it, you know. Um, so I've had, you know, DMs of where I've replied to, and people have said, oh, you know what, I'm actually really sorry, I didn't mean it. I just wanted you to reply. So I mean, I guess you know that kind of helps in a sense, but it's still not nice. It's still Talking not nice. of DMs, we move away from the mm. trolling. What are the DMs saying? So since coming out of the island and stuff and be, yeah, being, yeah. A sing, be, being a single man, are, are you surprised or was you surprised with the way that the DMs were popping off but, and what were they um, saying? Us in? Uh, oh, do you know what, Bobby? I, I would say I've always got like, without sounding big-headed or anything, I've always got my fair share, right? But I think having like this boosted platform or whatever, you do get some crazy DMs and um, you get some normal ones, like, you know, you go somewhere to an event or whatever, and then you'll get a few DMs of people that said, oh, I wanted to come speak to you, or I've seen you at this place, or, you know, shall we go for a drink, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get, like, the other side, where it's just, like, random pictures, and just, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Without getting too much into it. What kind of pictures but, have you had? <laughs> you can't say without getting too much, too much into it. With exactly. We're unfiltered here, Ty. We're unfiltered. <laughs> you can tell us everything. What, what pictures do you are know they what I mean? Yeah, just, like, just pictures that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily post on your, uh, on your Instagram. <laughs> on your grid. <laughs> to put it politely. Um... But yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously flattering, um, you know, <laughs> that people are um, sort of, they like you that much that they're willing to put themselves out like that, I guess, you know. Uh, I always see the positivity of things. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I try to, to reply to as much as possible, but um, what can you really say to, to someone that's just sending you a picture? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hello, how are you? <laughs> yeah, like, hi, thanks. Or, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. you want to see that right it's now? It's not like, a conversation starter, is it? <laughs> no, it's actually not. How do you find um, dating off the back of being on the show? Do you know what, Bobby? I haven't really um, been out there, to be fair. Um, I've, I've just been so busy and so focused on what I'm trying to do. Uh, there's just no real time for it. There's just no real time for it. Like, I'm trying to... I'm actually really trying to get on the property ladder as soon as possible. Um, and there's a lot of work going into it. And, you know, I've, I've got my hands in, you know, in all of the pies or so to speak. Uh, so there's just no real time for it. I mean, I'm just really just focusing on myself. I mean... They always say, if you go looking for it, you won't find it. Um, it comes and finds you when you least expect it, when you're not looking for it. In so I DMs. guess I'm just... Not, <laughs> nah, no, no, <laughs> certainly not in there. Certainly not in there. Is that what you found in your friend that you're going to Rome with? <laughs> No, no, listen, that is strictly <laughs> friendship. Don't even start. Don't even start. So, um, I'm only playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, mate, honestly, like, just just been focusing on myself. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm sure it will come eventually, you know? Yeah. It's a good mentality to have. You're so right. That's yeah. what they say, don't they? When, when you look for it, I think they say you, you attract the wrong thing. There you? we go. This is the thing, right? So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just chilling for now. You know, hopefully... Someone comes along, sweeps me off my feet. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, best best yeah, way to think about things. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and you've become an ambassador for a charity, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm an ambassador for young people for the SOS char- charity, mm-hmm. um, so Science of Suicide. And essentially, I wanted to get into it because um, I'm a huge advocate for mental health. Um, you know, there's even uh, mental health week this this week actually. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's quite sort of um, it's quite good that we're actually having this talk uh, this week. And the theme is actually loneliness, and I think it's a good theme to kind of touch on, um, especially as we've just kind of well, I, I would say we're coming out of COVID a little bit. Like it's yeah. not really talked yeah. about as much. You know, you can travel quite freely now um you know there's no real masks and stuff like that so I think we're coming to like the back end of COVID now whereas like before you know we were suffering for about a year or two with COVID and I think it really was detrimental to a lot of people's uh, mental health yeah 100 um yeah so I mean I really wanted to get involved um I experienced you know uh sort of firsthand what mental health could do to someone in the form of one of my mates um, so I really wanted to kind of use my platform uh, and speak about it a bit more because I feel as though, you know, sometimes it's not really spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, people are sort of, um, maybe maybe scared is the wrong word, but, you know, for what for a better word, scared to actually speak about it and scared to speak about their feelings. Um, and Brits as well. Brits, we're kind of bad for that, right? Like sweeping stuff under the carpet. Like yeah, yeah. You just, stuff. 100%. You kind of just take it on the chin and um, you burden yourself with it, whereas you should really be talking about it but again maybe people would want to speak about it but they don't know who to actually turn to Mm -hmm. so I mean I'm yeah as I said I wanted to use my platform and kind of um you know kind of show people that even though I've been on a show like Love Island you know I'm a really sort of down-to-earth person you know if you did really want to speak about mental health 
you know, that you could actually speak to, you know, my team and I can put my input in there as well um, and stuff like that. So I really wanted to use my platform for, for something sort of worthwhile. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's amazing to put your name to something like that. I think it's so important now more than ever that people do acknowledge it and talk and that there is no, there's no shame in it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think for so many years, people have felt an embarrassment about mental health and it's like the, the famous saying, isn't it? It's okay to not be okay. And sometimes 100%. just having yeah. a conversation and opening up and telling someone can lift the weight off your shoulders. Yeah, exactly that, Bobby. And I think I'm very, um, I'm lucky in a sense, and I'm very grateful in a sense um, that I have my friends and family around me. So even when I was, you know, even when I'm feeling down, for example, as I'm only human, everyone has their down days, right? I can actually open up and speak to, you know, mum, dad, best mates, et cetera, et cetera. And um, a lot, not a lot of people have that. And I think that is obviously, you know, one of the reasons where it stems from um, poor mental health. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I think we're, you know, in this day and age, it is very pivotal that we actually speak about our emotions, mm-hmm. regardless of who you are, you know, um, speak about your emotions. You could, you know, you could think you're like, the toughest man out there, you know, I don't need to speak to anyone. I can handle it, et cetera, et cetera. It's okay. As you said, it's okay to feel not okay. It's okay to have your down days, even if you think you're the toughest man in the world, you know, it's still okay to feel like crap, really, yeah. you know, and to I talk to do. someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So, <clears throat> absolutely. Well, yeah, good really for you, good. mate. Yeah, well, thank um, you. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us um, this evening. Really appreciate it. No and, worries. Um, no have worries, a lovely man. time in Rome. No, oh, enjoy it. You and your friends. Thank you, mate. You. Uh, take care, mate. Bye, time. <laughs> no worries. See you Bye. later, guys. Thank you. We <laughs> <laughs> have to keep an eye on his social media now, aren't we? See what see who this lady friend is. See him and his friend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's nice, a nice chat to him, and, it, and it's always nice with the Love Islanders when they kind of um, sort of want to put their name to something important, isn't it? Like, and, and make Absolutely. change in the world. Definitely, yeah, it's great. What a lovely show! What a gorgeous show! Um, once again, um, and now I'm going to go because I've got to see Eurovision. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> so there's no need to ask what your your plans are for the week. It's very much going to be a Eurovision fest. In front of the television, watching Eurovision. Yes, basically. Absolutely. It'll keep me posted. I want updates. Oh, don't worry. There will be everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, what about you? Anything exciting? Just pretty much kind of still getting settled. So more unpacking. You know what it's like, just odds and sods and getting straight. But um, all good, all good. Sunday, the weather was amazing. So I hope it's here to stay. I um, Apparently it's going to be a heat wave next week. So Yeah, and I've got a nice bit of garden furniture all good. So I'm hoping that's here in time to sit out there and uh, catch a couple of rays. Gorgeous. Sounds lovely, Bob. Gorgeous. I'm very jealous. (laughs) Um, It was lovely to see you again. I'm glad you had a lovely holiday. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She'll, She'll survive. She'll survive. To see another day, to row another day. Oh, love um, her out. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, until next week, everyone, goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>